wearable technology the size of a £2 coin. With an app, the user can scan the monitor in a second and get a reading which tells them whether or not their blood sugar levels are at an appropriate level. Liz Peridin, Senior Policy Officer at Diabetes UK, says the guidelines will be transformational for people living with diabetes. What we're seeing today is a key shift in thinking, a move to recognising that diabetes technology is an integral part of diabetes self-management, not simply an added luxury. And a new report claims Windrush victims are facing severe financial and personal difficulties four years on. That's the latest from Radio News Hub. I'm Beth Argent. Radio Works. Businesses could be missing out on important export opportunities and the chance to grow on an international scale. Roland Palmer from Alibaba Group UK explains. E-commerce is helping lower barriers to exporting, with more UK businesses turning to online marketplaces. But almost a third of UK SMEs still aren't exporting. We're focused on helping businesses of all sizes on their export journey. Head to Alibaba Group's Europe LinkedIn channel to find out more. Channel Radio, weather outlook. A cold night across the UK with plenty of clear spells, although eastern areas may see some wintry showers. Temperatures dropping no lower than minus two degrees Celsius. We'll be right back after this. This is Channel One. Are you frustrated with IT issues? Let AnyTech take the stress out of all your tech worries. With more people than ever now working from home, reliable technical assistance could help save your day. Mac or PC? We can help. Friendly service, free quotation, competitive rates guaranteed. AnyTech, IT home and business support service covering Kent and East Sussex. Call 07745 178 665. That's 07745 178 665. Or visit our website. All the W's. Anytech.co.uk Looking for fast, reliable web hosting or maybe streaming your own station's content? Then look no further and head over to all the W's simplecast.co.uk Jobsinkent.com Follow us on Twitter at Channel Radio 1 See it, that dream I'm dreaming, but there's a voice inside my head saying you'll never reach it. Every step I'm taking, every move I make feels lost with no direction. My faith is shaken, but I, I gotta keep trying. Gonna keep my head held high There's always gonna be another mountain I'm always gonna wanna make it move Always gonna be an uphill battle Sometimes I'm gonna have to lose It ain't about how fast I get there Ain't about what's waiting on the other side It's the climb The struggles I'm facing The chances I'm taking Sometimes might knock me down But no, I'm not breaking I may not know it But these are the moments 
This is Channel 2 Radio, the Mindset Matters show with Sinat Noorani. Don't worry about the height, we'll get it right. Jade Window Cleaning and Support Services for all your commercial and residential window cleaning needs throughout London and the South East. Call us on 01689-885-004 or email info at jwcss.com. Hello, beautiful people. It's that time of the week, Friday, for the Mindset Matters talk show. I'm your host, Zenat Narani, for the next hour and a half, and I'm here from 10.30 to 12 noon. Now, I'd like to thank my sponsors, the Mindset Matters show is sponsored by Intune PR. They are a public relations business that helps its client to achieve raised awareness through media coverage. They say Intune PR understands that mental health and well-being are vital for all of us. We are proud to sponsor such an informative and uplifting show and such a talented coach. Mindset does matter. Now, as always, don't forget to connect with us on social media and remember to keep those tweets coming in during the show with any shout outs that you may have to Zenat underscore Narani. And don't forget to use the hashtag MSM Radio Talks in your post. And also, if you would like a longer shout out and would like to email that across to me, then of course you can do that at mindsethorizons at gmail.com. And don't forget to use MSM shout outs in the subject box. So, is it your first time listening in? Well, if it is, The Mindset Matters is a show that is dedicated to supporting and making a difference in bringing about awareness, breaking down stigmas around mental health and well-being. Also, it's to share how different aspects of our lives, are, if they are ignored, can impact our overall well-being. Now, I want you to know that you are not alone and that we all go through challenging times in our lives. Yes, it's absolutely true. And importantly, to know that it is okay to reach out and ask for help. Now, the bravest thing that you can do is actually asking for help. 
Now I have been through my own challenges with mental health and it's by asking for support, guidance and equipping myself with a range of tools and strategies that I can have at my disposal that has allowed me to become a stronger person and I continue to grow day by day and if I hadn't asked for that help and gone for therapy and counselling I'm not sure where I'd be right now but what I do know is that I'm in a place where I feel empowered and stronger and in a position where I am absolutely passionate about supporting people with their well-being and mental health helping them to overcome challenges, helping them to break through negative beliefs, um, fears, phobias, anything that's holding them back from being their best version of themselves. That's what I love doing. And because of my journey, I am able to give so much more. And do you know what? Life is constantly testing us in so many different ways. And the one thing that I've also learned by becoming more self-aware and valuing who I am, my self-worth, my self-value, and gaining that confidence, I know that I can get through anything that I am confronted with. And I know that my clients too can get through anything as long as you, you want it. You have got to want the change and be ready for it no matter what lies in front of you it's about stepping out of your comfort zone there is no growth if you stay within your comfort zone the growth starts to happen the moment you step out of that it's a bit like a flower in a seed the way the seed tends to grow and nurture and become beautiful and blossom it's purely because it has allowed itself to go towards the sun, to step out into the light. Now, I often talk about resilience quite a lot, and I thought I was a very resilient person. And you know what? I am a resilient person. But what I found out along the way is that there is different types of resilience. Now, to be resilient means to be able to find alternative solutions and alternative paths that allow you, enable you to bounce back from adversity and challenges that help you to move forward. There is no point being resilient when you say, I keep getting up and I keep going at it and going at it, but you're banging your head against the same brick wall. That is not being resilient because you're not making changes. You're not stepping back and reflecting and seeing different perspectives or avenues in order to um, get where you want to get to. So being resilient also involves you having the ability to stand back and reflect and evaluate. Hope that's been helpful. Now, I love presenting and hosting this show because I really, really am passionate about sharing my experiences and expertise of the different tools, tips and techniques and strategies that I have in order to support my clients. But what's great about this show is that I have expert professionals that come on here and also share their expertise 
in the tools and strategies that they use to help their clients in their lives, whether it's personal or business. However, what's even more truly, truly amazing is the guests that come on who are brave enough to talk about their personal stories, their journey of challenges, and how they have transformed their lives and are moving forward because they share what has worked for them and why it's worked for them and hope and in the hope that it would also make a difference to other people that may be going through similar or the same kind of uh, situation as they may be so people with experiences have a completely different gift of sharing than a professional expert who solely shares their uh, expertise, if that makes sense. So that's what I love about this show. Now, I'm gonna talk a little bit more about what I do in terms of supporting my clients. I'm a performance and life coach and I work solely around well-being and mental health. Hence, Mindset Matters Talk Radio Show. Now, I work with individuals of all ages, but also focus on companies from medium to large corporate-sized companies who want to better their personal and professional life, but also supporting leaders to have great policies and well-being policies in place for their employees, providing them with ongoing training, uh, ongoing coaching that can support them in every way possible. Now, the way I do this is by digging real deep into the core so that they truly understand who they are, their value, their worth, understand their belief systems, how they operate, and whether they are working to their advantage. So it's about helping them address by having a positive mindset and that will also enable them to have greater clarity and self-awareness to face difficult challenges, negative thoughts, or unwanted emotions. So that's what I do. Now, if you would like to find out more about my services and how I can help you or someone that you may know that may need my services, pop over to zenatnarani.com. And while you're there, why not book a discovery call with me? And let's just get talking. Because even through a simple chat, magic can happen. Right, what is my affirmation of the week, or should I say empowering question of the week? What kind of things are important to you to put into action? How do you do this? So here it is again. What kind of things are important to you to put into action? How do you do this? Now take a moment to just stop and truly reflect on that question. And I would love for you to share your thoughts and comments on that question. Let's support others with the knowledge, the experience, the skills that we have and spread the love. Now, uh, yes, talking about um, inspirational things and affirmations and all of that, I just wanted to mention last week, last week here in the studio, if you missed tuning in, I had nurse Nikki DeLobel from Prue Hospital 
in Bromley Orpington, a lung cancer specialist, and Emma Barkley, a long-term cancer lung cancer survivor. They were so inspiring and had so much to share and help us bring more awareness of what lung cancer really is and all the stigmas that are still held by many. Now these two lovely ladies have also launched an incredible support group that goes from strength to strength called Every Breath and it's soon to be registered as a charity and we'll be creating more groups across the UK so do listen to the show and share this. You can find this show on my podcast platform at https colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash mindset matters hyphen show 64. Honestly, they were so, so inspiring. I mean, there was so much about lung cancer that I actually learnt myself on this particular show and we could have spoken for hours on end. And it's incredible how many people still have a misunderstanding of what lung cancer is. And what really shocked me is that it's one of the top cancers that is the most hardest to be diagnosed. Sorry, and because there is no physical symptoms straight away that you can see. Anyway, you know what? You have to listen to this show. So do pop over to the Mindset Matters show 64. Okay, let me dive into some highlights for April. What's coming up? Well, we have Stress Awareness Month. Stress Awareness Month has been held every April since 1992, which is to increase public awareness about both the causes and the cures for our modern stress epidemic. So I would love to know, and do keep on tweeting in throughout the month, what are you doing to raise awareness around Stress Awareness Month? Um, What kind of things have you implemented in work? What are you going to do? You know, just tell us what changes are you gonna make in your own life by starting now? What else have we got? Uh, 26th of April is Lesbian Visibility Day, which recognises and celebrates the contributions of lesbians. So again, let us know what will you be doing on this day to recognise and celebrate the contributions of lesbians. We also have on the 28th of April, On Your Feet, Britain. This is about workers across Britain unite together and participate in a variety of fun and simple activities to hashtag sit less and hashtag move more at work. So this encourages workers across Britain to really think about Here we are, the Mindset Matters talk show. I'm really sorry. It is now 10.51. And guess what? I have been stuck in traffic. Definitely. Mindset. 
Ooh, does matter. So, yes, apparently on the A20 M20 going all the way to Dover has been an absolute nightmare. But I had a wonderful company. Cheryl Huggins is in the studio with me. Hello, Cheryl. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Zenat. Thank you for having me on your show today. Oh, it's great to have you. And you know what? We're just going to go quickly with my intro of the music. Here we go. Miley Cyrus, The Climb. can almost see it that dream i'm dreaming but there's a voice inside my head saying you'll never reach it every step i'm taking every move i make feels lost with no direction my faith is shaking but i i gotta keep trying Gonna keep my head held high. There's always gonna be another mountain. I'm always gonna. This is Channel 2 Radio, the Mindset Matters show with Zenat Nurani. Don't worry about the height, we'll get it right. Jade Window Cleaning and Support Services for all your commercial and residential window cleaning needs throughout London and the South East. Call us on 01689 885004 or email info at jwcss.com. Well, here we are. You know, I had to get obviously my intro in of Miley Cyrus, my jingle and all of that. Anyway, hello, beautiful people. As we know, it is Friday and I am here in the studio. I made it that perseverance and that resilience to get here, regardless of all the things that were happening on the road, the trucks. I mean, I know uh, Cheryl has just uh, done a quick live saying there were trucks. There were hell riders, were they called? Hell's angels. Hell's angels. Yeah, I have no idea what that is, but they were all going and motorbikes and leather jackets. And then when there was helicopters flying over and oh, you name it, cats, dogs, cows, they were all out there. (laughs) (laughs) anyway this is the mindset matters talk show if it's your first time tuning in i'm here every friday from 10 30 to 12 noon and i'd like to thank my sponsors so the mindset matters show is sponsored by intune pr they are a public relations business that helps its clients to achieve raised awareness through media coverage they say intune pr understands that mental health and well-being are vital for all of us They are proud to sponsor such an informative and uplifting show and such a talented coach. Mindset does matter. Right throughout this show, um, please do continue to send in your tweets, your shout outs, any comments, any questions that you may have throughout the show for the next hour and five minutes. Um, Yes, we have lost about 20 minutes, but we still got an hour of me and Cheryl. So tweet in to Zenat underscore Narani and don't forget to use the hashtag MSM Radio Talks. And if you'd also like to email me, that would be at mindsethorizons at gmail, sorry, gmail.com. And don't forget to use the uh, uh, subject box MSM shout outs. So what's this show all about if you're listening for the first time? Well, it's all about breaking down stigmas. 
and myths around mental health and well-being uh, and being able to make a difference out there. So it's really important to understand that <clears throat> excuse me, we shouldn't be ignoring our mental health and well-being and listen to our our bodies, our mind, you know, what's going on, because those little signs mean something. So it's about being aware. Now, if you want to um, know more about myself, then, you know, there's lots of information that I'm going to talk about in terms of your, uh, how you can better your mental health and well-being through uh, the, you know, coaching with me but anyway it's not about me it's going to be all about Cheryl today she's been really helpful she just came round to give me my bottle of water thank you so much right. <laughs> teamwork here <laughs> fantastic um so you know just know that you are not alone in this journey and that we all go through challenging times and it is absolutely okay to not feel okay from time being and also to ask for help the key is asking for help and also when you don't feel great do not be afraid to say no because how can you be your best for somebody if you're not the best for yourself so here on this show it's you know it's all about um, giving you tools strategies and having our expert come on the show share their expertise and how they can support you but what's even more amazing is having those brave inspirational people that come on and talk about their personal stories because it's then we begin to really resonate and really understand that oh my god so and so has just gone through something really similar to me and if that person can make it and get through those challenges then it gives me hope. So this is what this show's all about. So um, like I said, if you've got any comments, any shout outs, any experiences that you want to share with us through tweeting in, then please do. Or as I said, email me through uh, mindsethorizons at gmail.com. Right. Um, I'm going to quickly share my affirmation of the week. And this week is what is life like when it is balanced and how do you maintain it so I want you to take a moment to reflect and tweet in again you know if you would like to share what a balanced life is for you and how you maintain it Cheryl hi can I ask you that question (laughs) you can indeed Zena well my life is never balanced (laughs) it's always either um, all or nothing with me Mm. Um, and I I'm not saying I'm going to say unfortunately have the need to help everybody Mm. so my life yes so my life is never balanced it's always um, up and down and I'm always running around um, kind of with like a chicken without a head but I am somewhat organized I might not seem like I am but I am organized in what I'm doing well that's a kind of balance though being organized you've got that in balance with all the stuff that goes on so you know, how do you maintain that organisation of I, balance? Oh, yeah. I do have a few things that I have to do. I have to go to bed early. Back in the day, I was a girl that was out four o'clock in the morning, out raving. <laughs> Get back home at six. <laughs> I think we've all been there. <laughs> and then going to work, fully functioning and everything. But now, um, anyone calls me at nine o'clock. I try and aim for no later than ten. And I'm a morning person, so I'm up at five. 
Okay, can, can I just stop you there for a yeah. second? Any of those people out there who know me, who are laughing at me because I go to bed between 9 and 10 o'clock and then I'm up at godly hours like 5 in the morning, I have a buddy here in exactly. the studio that's exactly <laughs> the same as me. Apparently, Whoa, high yeah, five. high five. Apparently it's quite common. It's quite common. So, yeah, um, a bit in the yeah. so I, I like to do what I have to do during the day. I start winding down by about 6, 7 o'clock. Um, I try not to send any emails out. Um, mm. after a certain time because I know that I'm tired and I will make mistakes. Mm. So my balance is is that I try and eat well during the day. Mm. No heavy meals after 6.30. Great. Um, and I miss dancing. That's the one thing I do that kept me balanced. Miss dancing um, and spend time with my son and mum and I have to have a laugh during the day. Well, you're always laughing though. I, know. I always see you smiling. So, yeah. <laughs> Even when things are bad. Yes. So um, I think that's my balance is that I do, I, I've got set routines for myself. I have to have my hot drink in the morning, my herbal tea. Mm. I have to have my water with a lemon afterwards, do a little few stretches. But the balance is no um, bad news. Yeah. I have to switch off the news. I might take in a little bit on the weekend, but other mm. than that, during the week. I kind of switch it off. That's amazing. And, you know, and I think that's really important for anyone out there who uh, wants to maintain some sanity and balance in there. I mean, I often talk to my clients about, you know, switching off the TV or limiting it, uh, sleep patterns and all, you know, food, all of these things that you've just mentioned Mm. is so important. I mean, have you always been like that or is this something you've learned along your journey? I think as I've got Growing. older, really old, as, <laughs> no, as, I've got, well. as I've got older, I think I'm more set in my ways and really do try and make sure that I'm as healthy as possible. And I think I know when I'm tired now, so I will try and start winding down. But um, before I was kind of like, you know, if I, if I wanted to do it, I did it. And, and enjoyment was the main thing. So I would be out and, and go from one event to another event because I was so excited about the event, I wouldn't think about my health whereas as you get older you do need to put things in place to maintain your your health your wellness and your mindset and make sure that I'm able to function properly yeah fabulous and thank you for sharing that because they are such important uh, tips and tools that um we need to take mm. into consideration into part of our daily routines and our lives to make that difference and it's not doing it every so often it's about consistency, isn't it? Yes, daily. So I know my son, <laughs> my son's listening. Um, he will say, my mum's a lunatic. I <laughs> Aren't all mums. <laughs> so I get up, I look out the window because I'm nosy. So I have to see what's going on in the neighbourhood, uh, usually to check who's put the rubbish out and, and have I forgotten. Um, and and just to, I do my, I like to do a gratitude that I'm alive and awake. Lovely. Um, and I then do my stretches, not very good, but I try and do some stretches, um, bathroom routine, the skincare routine, the hair routine. <laughs> Once I've done all of that, then I'm downstairs um, and we'll take in uh, maybe a podcast or something as I've slowed right down now. So I'll try and take in a podcast or a radio show or something before or whilst I'm doing my breakfast. My food has been prepped from the night before. Wow, that's amazing. Fantastic. Hats off to you. That is so important as well. It ta- Doesn't that take a lot of pressure off? Yes, because usually then I'll eat whatever's there. Yeah. I'm, especially during the lockdown. How did you, you know, during the lockdown, did you find that you were 
Oh, don't eat Grazing, oh. grazing. Yes, uh, yeah. Mm. Well, we're not talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think also because we all live busy lives and, you know, you're a mum, you look after your mum, you also run your own business. So these are the kind of things where you have to take things and think, okay, what am I in control of? What can I pre-do mm. to take the pressure off? Definitely. You know, the stresses. And, you know, I think it's really important this month because it's Stress Awareness Month as well. So exactly. let's make those changes this month and ongoing in the future, um, which is fantastic. Um, you know what? I normally read out um, news and highlights and things like that. But I'm going to do that at the end because I really want to dive into you. I'm going to hide. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I um, I want our listeners to really understand, you know, uh, the whole thing about the makeup industry, the fashion industry. But before we go into any of that, introduce yourself to our listeners with 30 years plus experience. Wow. Hi, I'm Cheryl. Um, Cheryl. Cheryl Elizabeth Huggins. Not a lot of people know my Ooh, middle name. Cheryl Elizabeth I Huggins. Um, I have been in the makeup industry for over 30 years, working in the luxury, field, luxury high-end. Um, so I've worked in Harrods Selfridges, Harvey Nichols. I've trained in Paris. Very fortunate. Um, I have a few celebrity clients. And I love, absolutely love putting makeup on people, helping them with facials, massages, anything to make you look in the mirror and think, you know what, I am gorgeous. I am fabulous. I love that. Um, and I've been trained quite highly. I'm very fortunate again. Um, done a lot of training, uh, beauty therapy, aromatherapy, um, lift and tone massage. So I've done quite a bit in the massage and beauty, makeup field. I've worked for MAC, uh, Guerlain, Calvin Klein, Shiseido. Um, I've done some work for Eve Taylor, trained a Dermalogica, and I also used to teach at Bromley College. Wow. That's not enough. That's not enough. So I keep going. You could keep going. <laughs> I mean, did you always want to work in this industry? No. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, not a lot of people know that either. Um, originally, I did fashion. I've always wanted to do fashion. My mum uh, used to make wedding dresses. And I used to sit at her foot at the uh, sewing machine while she was making the oh. dresses. And my dolls were just so well-dressed, as was myself. My mum used to make all my clothes. Um, and I always wanted to go to fashion school. So during my school terms, I did do A-level needlework. Um, and then I did art as well and a little bit of photography. And then I got into London College of Fashion, which was one of the most exciting yeah. things I ever did in my life. Oh. Loved it. Three years fashion design. So we went to Paris. We learned pattern cutting. We learned how to draw, how to take the creativity, the colours, the art and make it into something which is tangible and somebody could wear it. Mm. Um, uh, and then from there, I kind of went on the road. I went to the States, worked with a few bands, um, came back and thought, God, I've got to get serious and get a job. <laughs> <laughs> like that wasn't a job. <laughs> yeah, it was a job, but it was fun. And then um, I was um, kind of headhunted to work on a magazine. Mm. So I worked on a, um, and it was the first of its kind in the UK. It was a black magazine called Root. Um, hi, Neil oh, yeah. and Patrick and Godfrey. Mm. Um, I worked with Root Magazine for about four years as assistant uh, fashion and beauty editor, and then I became fashion and beauty editor. Amazing. So. I mean, all of that that you've been on that journey, mm. I mean, you know, you said, oh, it was amazing and it's fantastic and you know, all these things happening. I mean, talk to talk to us about, you know, the challenging times in there. 
um, and how you overcame those challenges? Because it wouldn't have been smooth selling constantly. No, not at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is quite a competitive, hard industry anyway, and still is. So, yes. So when I was, I finished college at 21, and then I was headhunted to work on this magazine and did all the other stuff. So at 21, you're still discovering yourself. Um, fashion, we had all the boy George. There was a lot going on. Um, King's Road was big. Mm. Um, and trying to fit into that as one person and finding your own identity was very, very difficult. Yeah. And I was kind of gawky. <laughs> <laughs> gawky? Yeah, didn't know what was going on with my hair. <laughs> Do we know anything at that age? Yeah, so I didn't really know much. And then I was kind of working with all these gorgeous women. I mean, I was going backstage at Fashion Week, seeing all these models. Um, at that time, um, Iman was out. We had, I mean, everybody was just amazing. And mm. I remember Kate Moss. And you looked at yourself constantly and kept thinking, I am not one of these people. Mm. And I'm never going to be one of these people. And I think in my head, I knew I wasn't going to be. I had friends that were mo my besties were all on model agencies, you know, and I'd go around yeah. to go out with them and they're all six foot and I'm this little, you know, five foot something. So I think from there, I kind of realized that I do have a skill. I have a talent. Mm. I might not look how they look. I might not look how the industry wants you to look. Mm. Um, but I know that I knew that I had something to give and something to share. So I, that's where I put my energies rather than worrying about how I looked within that. Yeah, and trying to fit in. Trying to fit in. Way. So things that could go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've got stories and stories oh my gosh. we don't have all day, unfortunately, <laughs> Gerald. <laughs> so things that, that can go wrong is usually either things not turning up on time if you've got a photo shoot, models not turning up, uh, being in the wrong place at the wrong time, and just not being able to deliver what the, an artist thinks you're going to deliver or a celebrity thinks you're going to mm. deliver somebody turning up and they want you to make them into Beyonce and they're so far from Beyonce yeah <laughs> <laughs> and our yeah. role is to make them look like that and if you don't then your name is sullied everywhere mm. so there's all that kind of pressure that you put on yourself as well so when you're going mm. in to do a makeup you're not only just thinking, oh, I'm going to put a bit of eyeshadow. You know that that person wants their makeup shots to look a certain way. And you have to deliver that. Otherwise, yeah. you're not going to work again. And I think back then as well, we didn't have all this technology. So it, it was all reliant on the makeup artist and the fashion artist, wasn't it? You know, we didn't have all these digital filters and all of that that could make certain things go away, which, again, is another whole load of pressure on a different scale. Mm. So you had, I mean, if mm. you think back to Marilyn Monroe, I'll take her as an example. Mm. Um, I, the story is that she had something like eight or nine red lipsticks to make the red that we see. Um, she had freckles, never see them in any photographs. So yeah. the makeup artists back in the day were artists they mm. if you look at the films fred astaire all the old yeah. films for you to be able to make makeup look good on a black and white um, platform mm. and make it transpire transfer onto film you had to be a good artist so this is where all this it's sculpting has come from yes all this contouring that everyone's doing now Back in the day, we didn't have a filter to smooth it out. You had to be able to do that by eye. And if you went into a studio and the head 
the head makeup artist or the head of the film company was there and you had not smoothed it out. So when they took the photographs or shot the footage, mm. your makeup was not flawless. The wig and, came yeah, out. <laughs> yeah. You won't be seeing your check. <laughs> and it also, I think from what I understand, and you will say this, you know, nowadays um, makeup artists may go in at the beginning or right at the beginning, obviously, to do all the makeup and then they might disappear. And that's done, does it? Because you've got the technology and the digital stuff to cover all that. And back in the days, you would be there the whole day retouching and retouching and retouching constantly. Yes. So somebody booked like today. Mm. So somebody books you now for a wedding. You'll go in the morning of the wedding. You do the wedding makeup. Thanks, lovely. You look beautiful. Gone. Mm. Back in the day, you were there all day. You were doing the the, the reception. <laughs> and then you're walking around with this powder puff, uh, smoothing cream. And, and then, you know, sometimes the bride would change and then you'd have to redo the whole makeup again. So it technically, yes, it, it does help. And also working with photographers, you'd have those little eyeglasses. I still have my eyeglass. Oh, uh, because we had original photographs. Yeah. So you would have to look on the photographs to check that your makeup isn't blurred. They would they were limited and to how much photoshopping they used to do mm. because it would cost a fortune to do it. Whereas now it's done and dusted and yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, you know, um, so I've got a couple of questions for you. So for many people wearing makeup um, calms them down. And I think we had this conversation in the car as we were stuck in traffic. <laughs> Still laughing and giggling and enjoying it, enjoying the ride, um, and we were t- well. We were talking about how um, your ethos is your your you know of how you um, address your clients in terms of you know when they come in. Sorry, I'm not making myself very clear. Um, come in, they said, "Oh, I want you to um, transform my face, make me like you said earlier on. Can you make me Beyonce or X, Y, and Z? Or can you make me?" Uh, go blue green and and, and it's hard isn't it but we were talking about how it's about enhancement um of makeup definitely so the way that i like to work um and i will usually which is unusual i usually send my clients an email which back in the day you didn't do you you'd phone them Mm. so but i send an email and in the email i highlight what i would like them to do the night before i arrive so if i'm going to do a photo session and I find that when I ask people to send me a picture of how you would like your makeup, an an, an image, uh, inspiration of how you would like your makeup to look, because it's very difficult to transfer what they want verbally, Mm. which is why some people get it wrong. Mm. So I get them to send me a photograph. They send the photograph and then I start talking to the person, find out about them. Do you wear makeup every day? Are you comfortable? Do you want to look like someone else? Do you want to look like you? How much do you like your skin? Do you like the shape of your nose? Is there anything on you that Mm. you want to change? Mm. And then from that information, I kind of see where the person's going. If they're comfortable, if they're confident, then I can show them certain looks that we can go through. Um, And the best for me, the best way is when a woman knows I want to look like me. Mm. They want to look like them, the best them that I can give them. And that for me is 200 percent. I love doing most. And, you know, it, it, even if you're n- nervous at first, you've never worn makeup at all, ever. Um, 
you can still enhance your you might have gorgeous eyelashes yeah you might have a great brow shape a lot of people have got fantastic brow shapes and they mm. don't know and it's only when somebody like me looks at them you know i'm again a lunatic so i'll be on the train and I'll be looking at people thinking, oh, my God, her eyebrows. Oh, my God, that lip shape. And they're probably going, why is that woman <laughs> why is looking that woman? at me like yeah. that? <laughs> Even down to a jawline shape. But people now yeah. don't appreciate. They, they want to hide their freckles. Mm. They don't like their forehead. Their forehead's too big. They've got one spot here, you know, a mole. But then that mole might be something that your grandparent had. Mm. So I think it would be nice if we all took time to look at ourselves, appreciate more of of us mm. than trying to fix something mm. and people now see makeup as a way of fixing what they don't look like yeah and i think that's so important what you've said there that word fix mm. and when it comes to people's mental health they're always looking not always excuse me um a lot of people are looking to fix or somebody wants to fix a problem you can't fix a problem yes you can help resolve it um, find other alternative ways mm, mm. to overcome it or make certain changes. Definitely. And no, I mean, go on. I was going to say, in, in terms, I mean, when you, I mean, have you ever had clients who've come to you and said, I want this, this, and this, and this? And you know inside you that it is not possible. How do you handle those situations? Because that's, as, as a person on the other side who's the makeup artist, that can be quite a, a difficult conversation to have. Yes. Because then you're not delivering what they want and it can affect their kind of mental well-being and set their confidence back or whatever that might be. A lot of it is to do with perception. And I think people perceive that makeup is a fix, a drug that can make them look a certain way, make them feel a certain way. And if I whilst I'm working with a person, feel that they are not comfortable with themselves. I think part of my applying the makeup whilst I'm talking to them is to get them to bring out that inner confidence. And usually, um, even if I think, well, that's not really going to suit her, I will show her different options, maybe show on her hand, and then they'll see, oh, oh no, actually, yeah, I don't like that. Mm. Don't like the look of that. Okay, and I'll say, well, can I show you my opinion mm. and then they uh, then they'll slowly allow me to show them my opinion and my way and to try it on them but usually I kind of pre-prep that so that people come in they're open they want to look the best of them mm. and I like working with that it is nice but there are you know it is really difficult and especially with teens coming up now yeah, they've got this perception nice. everybody you know I love anybody that knows me know I love my Kardashians <laughs> however <laughs> We don't all want to look like Kim. No. You know, and people have got, the, especially the teens, they're all, you know, I want to look like Kim Kardashian, I want to look like Kylie. Yes, which parts of you do you like about mm. you? And then let's look at that. What parts of Kylie did you like? Did you like how she put it on? Not them as their personalities. Yeah. And people are getting confused. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a really important point to make because then that's where we have the <clears throat> setback, especially for young people, you know, as we're talking about them, where they end up losing confidence, self-esteem, they become isolated or they end up doing um, things to their bodies and faces 
that they shouldn't be doing, whether it's in secret. I, you know, I can see this is all resonating <laughs> with you. Cheryl's eyes are going, <laughs> going around in circles, you know, and the, the Botox and all of this happening. Mm. And then there becomes this competition between their friends. Uh, it's just, a, it's endless, isn't it? Yes. I mean, this morning I read, yes. <laughs> oh, yes, I read that too. Yes, yeah. that, um, uh, I'm not going to name brands, just in case no. we, yeah. Mm that um, a brand has come out and said that they are refusing to work with certain influencers if they're using um, apps that are going to um, tune their bodies, their faces. They want as as natural as possible. I'm not, you know, and I'm totally in agreement with that. I think you can face tune too much so you do not look like you. Um, And there is an act going through Parliament at the moment for... Mm -hmm along the lines of digital recognition um, so that the advertising agencies are all on board because it does affect people's well-being and mental health. Absolutely. And if people are depressed and down and they're still going for the Botox or fillers and everything and they're not in the right mindset to have those um, kind of um, things done to themselves, then no matter what they do and how often they keep it, it's not going to make a difference. So I do think it's a a step in the right direction. As a makeup artist and skincare specialist, I am so pleased that they are going to start looking at the different platforms and how they can stop some of the influencers really changing their face shapes, their body shapes, to advertise products that they're selling to consumers. Mm. And I think it's a good step in the right direction if if brands are going to start refusing to work with them, if they are overdoing it. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's such a hot topic. I mean, it always has been, but it's never been really spoken about as much. But more so now, it is really impacting people um, detrimentally. Mm. I mean, even to the point where people are taking their own lives because they're so depressed that they cannot... Mm be or who uh, be that person they want to be or look like that person and yeah it's it's just yeah I mean you know when I was at school and and growing up and working in the beauty you usually found that people had um, plastic surgery or any kind of face um, augmentation to change their nose so maybe their nose looked a little bit better but what the, the changes now is that people are having it done to look like somebody else. Mm. And that's where I personally have a little problem with it. So even going through my Instagram um, accounts, I've got four <laughs> sad women. Um, only? I would have thought you would have more. <laughs> anyway. um, and I'm only now putting myself out there. But you'll notice that a lot of the uh, makeups that I put on um, have not been face-tuned. I don't use it. Don't le- I don't even know how to use the app, but I don't like it um, because it, it sends out the message that this I have to look this way all the time. If you're going to the gym, you don't necessarily want to be fully glammed, but there's not saying there's anything wrong if you do. I think we should all be allowed to be whoever we want to be, but without the subliminal messages from the media, from advertising, from marketing saying, if you don't have your hair this way, if you don't mm. have your eyes that way, if you don't use this skin product, you are not good. You don't look good and you should be basically put on the shelf and we only want people that look a certain way. And the same thing in the fashion industry, certain mm. store that I love, bless you, please increase your size 14 to 16. Yeah. It's like a size 10. Mm. 
again, that's massive as well. Because Huge. You go in hoping that you're this size, and they vary from um, brand to brand and stores to store. What you might be a size 14 in one store, you might not be in another store. Which is outrageous because it should all be, be uniform. Yeah. So that um, that resonates huge with me. And, and growing up as um, I grew up in Hillingdon, Middlesex. And when we went to school, there was very few black people. So I tried to conform. <laughs> I must have looked a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was conforming with everybody else. And I had all mm. the, you know, the glitter eyeshadow and the, the, the dark lipstick. Um, and now I just do me and I just trying to make the best of what I've got. And there's certain things, you know, everyone used to moan about, you know, my my lips, my teeth, my nose, my this. Um, and now I've just got used to it. I didn't want to go on, on live. Because I always used to, I think, well, I don't look like, you know, Naomi and I don't look like Iman. And mm-hmm. I don't look like Beyonce. But you you can just make the best of what you are and then you're happier because you're not worrying about what you look like. Yeah. Do you know what? You just actually reminded me. Uh, recently, I watched a program where they were actually modelling uh, non-models, but they, they were models because... They were looking at their natural beauty, their disconfigurated um, face. You know, they might have a scar and they were zoning into other beauties. Mm. And it's about what you were talking about earlier, about loving every part. Love your eyes, love your eyebrows. And you know what? I was nearly in tears watching this because those people are so beautiful. Yes. It's society and it's the media that puts these labels on them that they're not good enough for mm. X, Y, and Z. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've just had major surgery and um, I remember the consultant, bless him, and he said to me, well, it's going to be a big scar, Miss Huggins. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. And I said, uh, am I going to be alive after you finish playing around inside? Um, and that's the thing you've got to look at. You've got to look at the bigger picture. So... You know, if if you have got a uh, a birthmark, you've got a, a, a mark on your face that you don't like, you've got one arm shorter than the other, you know, we, we're just should be grateful that we are alive. There are atrocities mm. going on in the world. Put it into perspective. It's a lipstick. It's an eyeshadow. It's a, you know, it's there to enhance your natural beauty. And that's all it does. The beauty has to come from you. And if you are happy even though you know we some of us have gone through the most horrendous time in the last two years and it has been tough mm. and and a little bit of lipstick makes you feel nice you know you can yeah. take off your mask put a little bit of lipstick on and you're happy and it's nice to see people out and about without their mask but that you've got a gorgeous lipstick on today <laughs> with their lipsticks on and it's just that little bit of happiness and and i also work um know me again i do part-time in boots and i'm a, a, a consultant there and my main job is to make sure that people know where everything is and what's in it and how it works mm. and it's so nice and i get the little old ladies that come in oh, and they've, yes. and and they've got a lipstick from way back when and they love that lip and they can't find it anymore because Obviously, yes. things have changed, but they find something else to be. Well, they can't get that brand, so they'll get another brand. Mm. And they're still happy, happy because they're happy within them. Mm. And I think that's the message that I would like to get out there with the beauty and skincare and makeup industry is that we need to allow people to be happy with them and not try and make them in, to fit into your marketing. Yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, and it's interesting you talk about, you know, little old people um, being so happy with cute. themselves. And, and that is adorable. And that message should be out there for everybody. Mm. Um, I read something about, you know, and I was um, I kind of got sidetracked. But for, for many people, wearing makeup helps them to calm them down. And uh, it, the simple act of putting on bold lipstick may be the first step in doing something that relieves their anxiety, uplifts their spirit. Um, in fact, they're saying studies have found a correlation between short, repetitive rituals and perceived um, boosts in happiness. Definitely. And that's why I'm mornings. <laughs> my son's dying from the bathroom and I'm in there with the cold water splashing my face. Yes. And then I put my moisturiser on <laughs> and then I do my neck because it makes me feel good. And then I can go out and, and, you know, face the rest of the day. Did the doctor do what they're supposed to do for my mum? You know, is my car all right? Have I got a ticket? I can deal with all of that yes. because I feel good. On that note, let's hear uh, a quick My Manifesto for Life with Adoa Aboe, who's a supermodel, podcast host and activist. And she says, uh, my daily mantra is get out of your way. So let's see what she has to say, because I think it fits in with a lot of things that Cheryl and I have been talking about. Hi, my name's Adra Burr and welcome to my Glamourfesto for Life. My daily mantra is get out of your own way and this is because a lot of the time it's really about getting out of your own way and approaching fear and different spaces and different experiences. In the past I didn't really have the self-worth to realise what I was capable of doing but once I got out of my own way it was really amazing the people who came into my life and my openness for experiences and people and relationships and work and achievements and self-growth so yeah. My instant mood booster is dancing. I manage my mental health by talking to my friends, being honest and open. I clap back at misogyny by not laughing it off and talking to my friends. The best thing I've learned from a mistake is self-reflection and curiosity. The thing that makes me most proud about my heritage is my peers around me who celebrate it as much as I do, my family back in Ghana and my family here and my dad. What fuels my passion for activism is my community, language and this idea that we can reframe one's perception of mental health, that we can break the stigma surrounding it. To break the stigma, we need to be sharing stories that one can relate to that come from different backgrounds, different cultures and communities. Glamour means to me self-expression, personality, individuality, pushing boundaries, what makes me feel comfortable in my own skin is surrounding myself with positive energy, people who lift me up, being in a safe environment that makes me feel like I can be my best self or even my worst self at the best of times. My biggest inspiration, I have quite a lot, but I would say it sounds quite general, but my community and all the wonderful people that make it, Girls Talk wouldn't be anything without their honesty and their ability to put themselves out there and share their story. And I'd also say all the wonderful people that I've had the chance to speak to on my podcast, they've continuously taught me so much on all sorts of different subjects. They've given me 
a new language to express myself and my activism. The quirkiest thing I've done in the name of wellness is I'm a mad believer and great believer in manifestation. So I have a lot of crystals. I use pyrite in my manifestation process and I write lots of lists of things that I'd want to accomplish in years to come. If my beauty cabinet was on fire, I would save Wonder Cloud from Rimmel because it would be good for those evenings where you need to add an extra kind of vibe to something and, and it's easy to use as well, which I also love. I would save Exaggerate Lip Liner because I think it's just an easy go-to and it's an easy way to make yourself look good without kind of having to put too much effort into it. Thank you for watching. That was my Glamour Festo for life. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you'd like to watch more Glamour videos, go onto YouTube and subscribe. Into a quick music break and then we'll be right back. So we've got Rock Me Tonight by Freddie Jackson. I'm a
Welcome to Mindset Matters, exploring mental health and well-being horizons with Sinat Noorani. This show is dedicated to offering insight, support and tips covering a range of topics related to addressing your mental health and well-being. Each week, guest experts and brave inspirational people share their personal journey and experiences about their recovery, bringing awareness and change to the importance of breaking through this long-standing negative stigma. There we go. What a great, great tune. Um, And it just happened that Cheryl actually went on tour with this gentleman. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was amazing. It was uh, Freddie Jackson and Loose Ends. We did three months in the States. We traveled around every, uh, about 20 states we did. It was amazing. And um, Loose Ends are still going. Jane from Loose Ends. Hi, Jane. Uh, my bestie and um, one of my besties. God, I've got so many. Um, lucky girl. Um, but no, it was it was fantastic um, having limousines and arriving at venues. And I'd have to run in and get all the band's clothes together. Uh, make sure that all the band members had a drink. Then once we finished the show, get them back in the limo, get them to the hotel, um, and then make sure that they were ready mentally to go back on stage the next day, make sure they'd eaten. Um, yeah, that was that was an interesting role at the You're time. You're just full of surprises. I am. <laughs> uh, uh, and so much experiences in different things. It's incredible. Mm. Lots of lots of story. But as we know, all of these amazing things, there's always uh, challenges as well. And but it's how you overcome them. And, you know, just I've known you a short while and I see the energy that you give, the positive vibes, the resilience that you have. Thank you. And I think that's really, really important. Like you said, you're always smiling and you like to find, uh, you know, laughter in everything. Mm. And that's such a good uh, way, uh, way of thinking, looking for the goodness in things. And I think I, I didn't realize that I did that all the time. And when I I'm really not a person to do coaching and counselling and (laughs) I'm really not good. I'll just suffer through everything. And through when I first met you and we had to have the, I had to have the counselling and coaching. And I came in and I had my preconceptions as to how it's going to go. And you showed me so many things about me that I didn't know. And I realised that I do use laughter, smiling not as a cover, but to help me. Yeah. You know, not as I don't think I use it to cover anything. I'm not pretending when I'm doing that. But mm. I didn't realise that I did it as much as I do until you showed me, you know, when we did the chart on the yes. on the whiteboard. <laughs> and I was thinking, what is this woman show? What's she doing? <laughs> and you were drawing the, you know, the, the, the different drawings you were showing me. And I was like, oh, okay. So when I came out from there, mm. I thought, well, I must use that. I must embrace it. I understand now why I do it. Um, so I do now love coaching. <laughs> oh, I have a transformed client. <laughs> oh, no, but it is, it's, you know, and that's what I love. And I love um, that you shared that because it's those things that we need to realize that we've got so much potential within us mm. and we have to become self-aware of those amazing qualities and by having uh, a non-judgmental outside person look at that and ask and get you to question that and look deep within is sometimes needed. Definitely. And um, it, it it just enhances your own career line as well of the way you do things as a, a makeup artist, you know, in the beauty industry as well. Because from what you're telling me as well, you do a bit of coaching around that probably subconsciously. 
Yes, uh, and, and and with the teaching especially because, um, you know, people don't necessarily understand the ingredients that go into it, the manufacturing process, um, the marketing process that's there, the PR that goes behind skincare and makeup, and mm. it is huge, huge industry. Um, so when somebody feels down and they, you know, they might put on a fragrance, mm. they might go and think, oh, I do a bit of retail shopping. From the time you hit that store, the whole thing is a sensory to guide you that some of the stores I heard that and I don't know if it's in Japan they do it they have um, like a bread scent mm-hmm. filtered through so when you're walking through it, it it envelopes you and you've got that calm and you're smelling bread which gives you home the feeling of home and then you spend more money so we do rely on people to guide us and the trick is I'm learning myself is that you you can't do everything and i do mm. believe that i i before i had my operation i do believe that i was running around thinking i could do this i can do that i've got to organize this i've got to organize that and since i've had the operation i do think that my mindset has changed totally i'm mm. more chilled out not as chilled out as my son would love <laughs> but i'm more chilled out than i was before i had the operation because i do recognize that there are certain qualities that I have and I can only give those qualities and stop trying to give more than I can give to other people and keep some for me. So I'm learning. <laughs> Love it. And that is, that's, that's the word. Mm. I'm learning and mm. you're con- constantly growing. Yes. And it, 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 do you know when you say it out aloud as well, it makes it more real and then mm. you're thinking, oh, my God, I am doing great. And it's also wonderful for me or our listeners out there to hear it because it makes us think, oh, my God, I need to be doing that as well. Yes. And do that more often, even if I am, but do it yeah. more often. Say it more often. I mean, during lockdown, I mean, <laughs> my neighbours <laughs> my neighbors always laughing because I'm out either out. During lockdown, I was doing barbecuing myself and my son. We were barbecuing all the time. I painted my I fence. I love a good barbecue. I love a barbecue. And I do a, a mean jerk chicken. I do a mean curry. Knowing I know you, where you live now, literally, <laughs> two minutes up the road from me, I'll be there. <laughs> so oh, I've had neighbours tell me off, oh, why didn't you invite me for dinner? But um, part, I think we need to embrace the simple things. And during lockdown, I really discovered me because we had to not go anywhere. You were only with you, yeah. You're only with you and, and in your head you're only with you. And because I spend a lot of my time on my own organising things, so where I was organising maybe 40 women to have a workshop, maybe I was organising 250 women to have a workshop in Jersey, wherever I was, or whether I'm organising for my son to get into uni and get him up there, you're in your head most of the time. Well, mm. I, I was always in yeah. my head. So something simple like painting my fence in the garden. I did a panel a day and I did put it on Facebook. I did a panel a day. Every day I did one panel. Amazing. And it looks gorgeous, but it's that coaching to myself. And then I kept thinking, well, people are waiting to see how far I've got. So I've got to keep going with it. So you do kind of have your own inner coach, Mm -hmm. your own inner guide spirit, I call it kind of. And But we need to listen to it. Mm. and we don't we just go blindly keep getting up every day and thinking i've got to do this got to do that good so i think since i've had my op i am listening to my own inner self and if i don't want to do something i'm not doing it Mm. if i don't feel comfortable i now find my voice and say i'm really not comfortable with this 
or I don't want to do this today. However, mm. I've got another option. Let's look at doing that. And I never used to do that before. I just used to go blindly along and do everything. Yeah. But now I, I think a bit more. That is beautiful. And it is. It's the language that we use with ourselves, those thoughts. And I, that is absolutely amazing that you do that. And if anyone that's listening in today can take that and just that small little change, mm. it will do wonders. It's magical. Yeah. I now keep saying uh, um, I, am, I am now at my peace that's my new phrase nice. i'm now at my peace and i and i do think that i'm more relaxed i'm calmer than i was um and i'm able to think mm. and make more strategies for myself within my business yeah and then within my family and relationships i'm able to take time and think you know what i am going to go to my allotment today i have got five yes. emails is the world going to end no. is boris johnson going to call me <laughs> And make me his his, his, his hair stylist. <laughs> yeah, his hair and makeup stylist. Is he going to do that? Or do I go into my allotment, sit on the floor and plant um, my seeds? And ground yourself to nature. Exactly. Mm, tough choice. Tough choice. Boris, please call me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I hope not. Got allotment garden. Okay, yeah. um, do you know what? I just want to, um, because I'm, God, 20 minutes. Man. No, yes, wow. we could be done in 20 minutes. Less than that, actually. Um, I read an article in, online from Glamour magazine. I'm just going to quickly read this. And, I'd, you know, it's kind of everything we've been talking about and uh, your thoughts on it as well. So the beauty industry is stepping in to offer mental health support to those who need it. Um, our appearances and our mental health are increasingly intrinsically intertwined. It's not surprising in the era of the selfie and social media. The past year especially has um, seen our relationship to beauty and our appearance change. Working from home has seen some take a step. I'm sorry, working from home has seen some take a step back from beauty rituals and to some extent taking care of ourselves. While frequent Zoom calls has seen others become more critical of the way they look. Now, a survey conducted by a skin care tool brand, Foreo, found that 61% of women suffer from compare and despair syndrome, regularly comparing their appearance to others. In an increasingly virtual and hashtag filtered world, where so much is now posted on social media, it's no surprise that there is an increased pressure on women and men for perfection. And, you know, that's really important to um, acknowledge. It's not just women, it's men and women out there. Um, beauty grooming and mental health have long um, intersected as a psychological sig a signifi uh, sorry, signifier of our mental well-being. Beauty is crucial. Historically, when we felt good, cleansing ourselves, grooming ourselves and doing makeup and hair served to increase our confidence and self-esteem. Conversely, in our downhill spiral, many people have stopped doing basic things like washing themselves, wearing makeup, brushing their hair and teeth. These changes note mental health professionals are uh, symptomatic of an episode of ill health or evidence of overwhelming depression, anxiety and a range of other diagnoses. Uh, so whilst a bit of beaut uh, beautification and grooming used to help boost self-esteem, helping us face the world, they're now a stick we beat. Uh, no, so they're now they're now a stick we beat ourselves with because we can't possibly live up to those pictures of perfection. 
The beauty industry, however, can also provide the antidote to a myriad of issues through mantra that is becoming less superficial and more intertwined with kindness, compassion and therapy. I could talk all day. (laughs) I thought you'd get into that one. Oh, so... Being within the in, in the department stores, um, working in luxury stores, working in um, um, big retailers, mm. and also retailers that are smaller, um, the general what I'm seeing is people are coming in, and they are so depressed with themselves mm. about how they look. And during lockdown, yes, you know we could go around. I was in my trackies, you know, pajamas until whatever hour. <laughs> But now we're coming back from COVID um, in the way that digital technology is enveloping some of the companies. Mm. We are having to go onto Zoom. Mm. Never before as as it been as, as prolific as it is now. So you've got Zoom for interviews. If you if you are only accustomed to going to an interview and doing face to face, and that's nerve wracking. Yeah, having to do it online from your phone indoors. Having to do a Zoom meeting where you've got 40 other people in squares around you and then your lighting in your front room isn't good and you're thinking, I need to fix that behind me, that's not good. Yeah, there's a lot there. There's a lot going on. And if you are not confident in yourself, having to do that is tough. So I do think that the beauty and makeup industry needs to support people. And you're seeing a, a total shift. I mean, even the other day I had a bit of training on something. So a total shift in supporting people in understanding how to look good on camera, mm. how to look good and feel confident face to face and filter that down to teens, men, everybody. You've just had a baby. You're going straight back into the office. Nobody has seen you for two years. You're yeah. going back in. You've got all that baby thing going on in your head. You've got mother separation from the child. I used to feel horrendously guilty. Mm. So you've got that going on. And then you've got to look good on camera because, oh, you've got a Zoom in 10 minutes talking to the franchise that's in America. Yeah. And there's who, so much more going on. There's so much more going on. So it is really challenging. Um, and that's why I set up the makeup masterclasses to teach people. Mm. There is a basic step by step for beginners so you can just learn to get your makeup. Not you haven't got to be glam, glamorous, but just enhance you so that you look good on camera. There are a few tips that you can learn. Yeah, and I think that's really important because I think I, I I've spoken to lots of people, um, and they're like, "Well, I don't know how to put on makeup. I don't know how to put on makeup." Actually, everybody knows how to put on makeup. It's just that they're in their head subconsciously probably thinking, "I don't know how to put makeup on." I.e., like Beyonce, Kim Kardashian. And we're, I'm sorry, we're not picking on them, by the way. It's just those names. <laughs> we love you, really. We love you, really. Yes. Um, you know all these people, but. We, it's about learning just those little tips yeah, it's and the, it's you know, it's the application of the product do you know what i love doing i mean i've i've worn them for my whole career of uh, when i was a professional figure skater my lashes yes i mean i did have a time where i didn't want to wear them anymore but you know what sometimes i won't have anything on and i just slap my lashes on and you feel and i feel oh yeah mine's you know. mine's a lipstick desert island if we were on a desert island <laughs> what would be the one thing you'd have to have lashes lashes Mine would be lipstick. I have to have lipstick, lip gloss. Now, then I'd go with perfume. Yeah, <laughs> then, 
it goes on. Then it goes on. on. Yeah. I've actually um, created a monster. I, uh, well, she says I've created a monster because ne- uh, she never used to wear lashes. She now wears magnetic ones because she doesn't like the glue and all of that. But the magnetic ones are good. I don't like them. They yeah, I can't. I, I, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not good. But for those of you who she doesn't who, go anywhere without them now. <laughs> for those of you who, who can't put them on, and and it is fiddly, <laughs> and knowing what shape what shapes your eye how long a lash the magnetic ones are really easy pop them on and they stay they do yeah and if they pop off you just pop it back on again so my role i I think (laughs) i see myself as a bit of a a skincare makeup personal shopper guru who can go take you shopping with me i love shopping or i can look in your makeup bag and say okay and i did one the other night for somebody and she brought down her you know bag with all her goodies in there and stuff that she's and we have to get over this embarrassment. My makeup bag is a mess. My mm. personal makeup bag. Because mm. you buy stuff and you just throw it in there. You don't close yeah. it properly so it's leaking. But there is so many products out there. And if you find, oh, I don't like that brand because I used the mascara and it made my eye sensitive. Mm. Then there's five million other brands right, to look use. at. So it's not that you don't need to wear mascara. Mm. And the whole thing is, again is to try, play with it. It is fun. Makeup is fun. It's drawing on Um, your face. Do you know what? I like the way you said that. Make it fun. Mm. Because the moment you start thinking, oh, my God, this is not fun, and it becomes stressful, that's where the problems start to arise. Yeah. And and the number one thing that everyone says, oh, I put it on in the morning, and it doesn't stay till the afternoon, because it's not meant to. Yeah. Unless you do the trips and the tip, start again. (laughs) Unless you do the tricks and tips uh, to make the product stay on, there are certain things you can do um, to make it stay on, and then it will last. So, in Mm -hmm. in any any kind of guys, you come to me and say, "Well, I don't like it because I will always have." A result that you will get that you will love. Yes, there we go. I love that. <laughs> As I always say to my clients, there's always a solution. There's always a solution. Um, do you know what? I wanted to quickly ask you about um, some of the charity work that you do. Yes. So the cancer. Please tell us about that. Yes. So look good, feel better. I kind of found this out by accident. I was in the hospital as I live in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, walking around and I saw a little room and I saw the, the wigs and makeup and I thought makeup so, yeah, so I kind of snuck in there I wasn't supposed to and I kind of snuck in there and I said you know what and she said oh it's a, a cancer charity and we teach women after they've had um, after they've had treatment if they're going to have treatment they also treat men as well and teens um, to help them to feel more confident on their cancer journey so it's showing you how to embrace what you're going through, mm-hmm. how to feel confident when you're going out. So they, we can teach you from the beginning of your skincare right the way through to wig, to lashes, brows, um, and for men as well. Because once you're going through treatment, certain things will happen to the skin, certain things won't work, certain things you'll be irritated with. So I work with them, um, and I, whenever I host any of my masterclasses, um, a certain amount of the money um, donates to them. Amazing. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, just um, before I forget, because I don't want to run into that, if people want to get in touch with you and find out more uh, um, about 
how you do things and if they want to hire your services, where can they find you? If they put into Google CherylHuggins.com, everything comes up. Um, I'm on about five different platforms. So you can find me. If you put my name into Google CherylHuggins.com, um, everything comes up. Send me an email. You can text me. My phone number is there. You can text me. Um, you can also contact me um, anywhere in Bromley. Just, yeah, just reach out. And um, I'm quite approachable. Um, and I just love to help people. So if you have got any kind I'd of I'd say makeup- you're very approachable, not quite approachable. Really? You're okay. very. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm being modest now. Um, I've been known to talk to people in the street. I'm helping people in supermarkets and stuff. So, it, yeah, if you have any concerns with skincare, makeup, um, going on camera, you, I've had a lady who was 90. I did a makeup lesson for a lady that was 19. She was going to um, having a hosting a p- birthday party. So... Any kind of makeup, doesn't matter your nationality, gender, um, any kind of skincare or makeup or beauty that support that you need, I am here. You are there. Amazing. Um, the other thing um, I wanted to mention was in terms of uh, what advice... Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to find my question again. What advice would you give the younger generation now? <laughs> No, wait, no, no, hang on a minute. We've only got about five minutes here. <laughs> Younger generation, please, please, please. Much as you all look fantastic on the social media platforms, please cut back on the amount of products that you are putting on your face. I know you, the the end goal is to achieve the look. Everybody's watching and everybody's copying and the younger teens. So if you're 20 something and you're putting on all this product and that's how you achieve that look, the younger teens are not looking after their skin. They do not have the funds that you have and they believe that that is the correct way to put it on. And whilst we're watching it, it looks fabulous at the end, but you are not showing the fullness of how to look after the skin, the prepping of the skin. You're just showing loads and loads of products. So if there was one thing I could say to teens, please bring back the amount of product. Don't use as much on camera. And I think that's really, really important because you're right. It, you know, it's not just about putting the makeup on. It's about the prep before, the care for your skin yeah. after as well mm-hmm. because makeup is damaging. Yes, and and the chemicals they're using it, you know, we, we are getting better with mm, worrying about the planet and, you know, social um, clarity and everything. We are worrying about the planet and look at making sure that we are using the right products and, and using sustainable products, mm. things that we're not throwing away. And, and the beauty industry, yes, we've got a lot of plastic, and that we're, but they are working on it. Yes. But I do think the number one thing is we need to learn to cleanse. We need to learn to balance the skin and we need to learn to protect the skin. Mm. And above all, love the skin. And if you are constantly covering it with stuff that more than you need, (laughs) you're not loving your skin. You're kind of hiding everything. So it's going back into what we said earlier. And, um, and, you know, what you said earlier as well about what you say to yourself um, and, you know, got me thinking about what I say to myself every morning before I go to bed and I have it. In, in one of my lipsticks, I've written it across my mirror, I am enough. So saying those things, saying those mantras or mm. those affirmations that stick with you, I love my skin, uh, I am enough, um, I have the best uh, jawline, whatever it may be to boost your confidence, believe it because it's true. Um, and on that note, because we're talking about the younger generation, because obviously we learn and we learn and then sometimes we learn things from our parents. What would your 
advice be to parents? Because children and young people copy from their parents. Yes. I would say my mum, I was a bit of a tomboy. <laughs> and my mum dragged me kicking and screaming to a grooming school. So they taught us to walk, put the book on the head. Oh, wow. I did one of those, yeah, at 16, because I used to sit on the floor with no shoes and conkers, and I was a real tomboy. So um, so um, I think as a parent, it would be nice if girls and boys learnt to look after themselves, learnt to love themselves, learn to look after their skin, because it's all part of your body. You need the whole body. Mm-hmm. Learn to interact with other people and how to ask for things that you need. And my mum and dad were very, very good. I was very fortunate mm-hmm. that we, I could talk to my dad about anything. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of the parents now, if I could say one thing to parents, talk to your children about anything. And don't have any holds. Mm-hmm. You know, take off all the shackles and the stuff that we we c- kind of put there before that you can't talk to. You know, if, if you've got a son who wants to wear nail polish, let him wear the nail polish. It's mm. not a biggie. It's nail polish. Mm. People are in, you know, other countries are not naming names yeah. and, and haven't got their children anymore. Mm. It's that simple. So if, you know, whatever your it's child... It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. So whatever your child wants to embrace, try and work with them and show them the correct way of doing it or the best way and then let them grow and do it in their manner but show is exactly the same as when they go to school we have the basics mm. show them the basics cleanse toned moisturize you show them how <laughs> to wash their hair you show them this is how you have a bath this is how you wash your feet this is how you'd show them the basics mm. and then let them take it and do it their way yes yeah, so, so it's more about guiding yes and nurturing nurturing the absolute and not controlling yeah, absolutely. So, Cheryl. Do you know what? <laughs> Controlling mum. I mean, we, well, that's for another time as well. But do you know what? This also um, brings me on to another topic that I really wanted to discuss, but unfortunately it'll have to be for another time, is this whole pageant beauty. Because <laughs> um, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we may have done them when we were older and younger, but... That, that has come a long way. Mm. You know, we've come a long way with that. Um, so, yes, yes. we were. I'm definitely having you back in here because there's so much to I would talk love about. To. And this is a huge, you know, beauty fashion is massive. Absolutely massive. Well, Cheryl, again, thank you so much for taking the time. Sitting in with me in the car through the traffic. <laughs> but we got here. We got here. We did an hour's show um, to share your expertise your personal experiences of the beauty industry and the fashion you know you've given some great tips some great sort of insights and advice that people can take away and start to uh, think about how they can make those positive changes and importantly love themselves thank you so much Zena, for having me on the show Right, so next week um, I'll have Karen Lebengerth, Lee Bungood. Um, she does, uh, she's from Green Space Coaching and she does a lot of her coaching outside in nature. Now, it's t- that time to say goodbye. I'd like to say thank you to my show sponsors, Intune PR, with a passion enormously. And if you would like to be on the show, sponsor the show, share your um, personal stories, then get in touch with me at mindsethorizons at gmail. 
www.cheryl.com. Thank you once again, Cheryl. It's been an absolute delight. And I'm going to leave you with my mission to empower your mind to live the life that you desire by helping you find and forge your path in life. Keep safe, keep well, and I'll see you here same time, same place next week. Don't worry about the height. We'll get it right. Jade Window Cleaning and Support Services for all your commercial and residential window cleaning needs throughout London and the South East. Call us on 01689-885. The Mindset Matters Show, exploring mental health and well-being horizons with Zenat Numrani on Channel 2 Radio. I can almost see it. That dream.